Hello, and welcome to the first For Kids by Kids episode of Scare You to Sleep. I'm Shelby, and I am so excited for you to be here. You guys are in for a treat because there are so many talented young writers highlighted here today. It's crazy. If you're a young horror fan, then I hope this inspires you to pick up a pen and paper and create your very own scary stories. First up is a compilation of a lot of great stories I received from a friend's fourth grade students. Here we go. Safe by Cassidy Jones. Let's say her name was Lily. Lily is a light sleeper. She wakes up from her sleep. She hears leaves crunching and creak from her back door. She gets up to tell her parents. Her parents were not at home. She rushes, gets her phone, and locks herself in the bathroom. She looks through the doorknob hole. She sees the man trying to open the door. She looks at the time. It's 4.15. She calls the police and feels relieved. She looks through the doorknob hole again. He's gone. She goes downstairs. Stairs creak. She hides behind the couch. He goes downstairs. But then the police kicks down the door. She's safe. He gets arrested. But there's a look in his eye that scared her for good. The Darkest Tunnel by Elena Suarez Once upon a time at 3 a.m., a girl had a sleepover with seven girls named Valeria, Alicia, Elena, Sharon, Isela, Kennedy, Andrea, Leslie, and Carmen. Then they woke up and did truth or dare. They decided that Carmen would go first, and she chose dare. So we dared her to go to a dark tunnel with a warning sign. So they tiptoe out and got a phone to call Caleb. Ring, ring. They told him to go to the dark tunnel in the woods, and after that they got a backpack and ran to the woods. They saw Caleb in the darkest tunnel, and it said, Warning, do not enter. So they entered and went so far that then, when they stopped to rest, they saw a red balloon. It said, You will die. So they popped it, and then there was blood everywhere. After that, they saw a red light, so they started running until they got lost. When they got lost, a man called Trevor said he was a clown and named himself Creature. They said, are you nice? And the man said, yes. So they went with him and saw a river. But then the clown disappeared. They were calling the clown. But then the clown had took a girl and killed her. So the boy cried. But then he saw the girl on the river. So he got super scared. The clown jumped on him and killed him. So he threw him in the river. The next day, a woman went on a hike and got water from the river. But then she saw the bodies and called the cops. So the cops came and we were like, oh my gosh. But then they saw the clown and he said, Until next time, my friends. <laughs> the end. 
Michael Jackson Ghost by Malia Johnson. A lot of people in the mare went to a haunted house by a graveyard by the house. When they went inside the haunted house, the crow flying into an old room, the mare see what it is in that old room. Then a ghost scared the mare and people and kids, but it was a man named Michael Jackson. The mare does not like that man. The man has 116 zombies. The man and the 116 zombies dance in the living room when the fireplace go on the man. The 116 zombies were trying to scare the mare away, but then the zombies go up and up on the roof. When the mare opened the door, the man scared the mare away. The mare went to the window. Nothing But Rage by Ivory Wynn One day, there was a girl named Dark that was hated by her own family. Even her sister bullied her at school with her BFF. One day, she drawed on a photo and colored all over her family, but not her. She colored over their eyes and looked like they were hanged up. The next day, she was gone. The family got up and looked for her every single place, but she was not there. So, the last thing they were scared of is the grave. They found her there. Dark was so mad. She said, how did you find me? Until she became shattered and was never seen again. The Kid Who Plays With Ghosts by Jaden Moore There is a kid named Jeff. He always wears a black hoodie. People say he has a friend that is a ghost, and they are always talking. One day, me and my friend followed him. He lives in a scary old house. We went in, and he saw something. We moved, then he knew someone's here. He looked around and we ran. Then Jeff said, dang, my friend disappeared. And I never saw him again. Yes or No by Ada Ibarra Once upon a time, Anna's friends came over to her house. Soon, one of Anna's friends told them to play the yes or no game. Ben came in and said if he could play. They started asking freaky questions. The next day, Mia and Jenna came over and they played the game again. Anna's friends were spending the night over at Mia's house. They went out into the woods They saw something and started to run. Soon, something caught Jenna's foot. Jenna started screaming. Soon, something bit Mia and Anna's foot. They were never seen again after that. The Doll by Valeria Suarez There was a girl named Summer. Her biggest fear was dolls. It all started yesterday at 3 o'clock p.m. She went to her room and her little sister was there playing with her dolls. And that is not all. Her sister was also talking with her dolls. Summer was arguing with her, telling her not to play in her room. Her sister went out of the room crying and left her doll there too. It was 9 o'clock p.m. in the night. Gently, she turns off the light. Summer was dreaming of a doll. She woke up and heard footsteps. 
She peeked down the stairs and saw her mom. So she went downstairs and said, Mom, you don't know how scared I was. I heard footsteps, but it was actually you. Mom, are you hearing me? When she was done talking, she tapped her mom's shoulder, but it felt like plastic. The last place she looked was in her sister's room, where all her dolls were. While closing her eyes, she opened the door slightly. Then the door was opened. She stepped on a doll. The doll said, Hi, do you want to play? The doll grabbed her leg and squeezed it so tight, putting on a lot of pressure, and a tear came out of her eyes. Summer finally made it to her sister's bed, trying to wake her sister up. Summer went to the switch, trying to turn it on. Her sister said, Turn off the light. And Summer said, You have to wake up now. Something is wrong with Mom and Dad. Summer's sister was talking in a mean and evil way. She said, Turn off the lights now. Her sister was possessed by the doll. Summer had to do something, and something big, something very big. So she took all the dolls and roped them around a chair with a rope. Summer got her sister, too, and roped her around a chair with a rope, reading the Bible and praying. Wind came to her hair, blowing it. The chairs were shaking, until it all stopped. Her sister wasn't possessed, her parents weren't plastic, and it all came back to normal. The Creepy Noises by Andrea Romero There was a girl named Annabelle. In her house, it was 3 o'clock a.m. in the morning. She was hearing creepy things. She was in there. She was walking to the sound. And there was blood all on the floor. She just keeps hearing creepy sounds. She keeps walking to the sound. It was in the basement. There was something that popped up. There was something creepy that was making a lot of sounds. Creepy sounds. The next day, the house was black dark. The creepy person was gone. But she is going to come back soon. Carly and Caitlin Get Lost in the Woods by Leslie Mendez Once there was a little girl named Carly, and she went into the woods. But then she got lost, and she heard a noise. She kept walking everywhere, and the noise got even louder. Carly said, Hello? Who's there? Her mom, Caitlin, was looking. Oh, hello, Caitlin, someone whispered to her. Boo! said the ghost. screamed Carly very loud. Caitlin and Carly heard each other's voices, but they kept hearing stuff like boo and hello. Josephina and Elton's Scary Night by Eric Medrano Once upon a time in the wilderness, there was a house. In the house, there were friends named Josephine and Elton. They were in the house playing Fortnite on the PS4. Then the PS4 was getting hacked, and Momo popped up saying, 
I'm coming for you. And she made a weird laugh. Then they heard a really hard knock. So they went to check it out. But after that, they heard the window break. So they went to check it out. But it was not broken. Then we heard a knock again, but harder. So we went outside to see what it was, and we saw five killer clowns and Momo standing behind the middle one. So we went back inside, but one of the killer clowns was there, and Momo behind them. So we ran outside, and we ran so fast that we almost lost them, but they were catching up. Then Elton tripped, so I picked him up, and we escaped. But then we saw a red balloon, so we got a tree branch and popped the balloon, and blood got everywhere. And then we saw a clown covered in blood with orange hair. He is called Darian. Me and Elton got super scared. We tried to run away, but Darian was catching up, so we went into the forest to hide. There was a little bunker, so we went into the bunker. But Darian popped up, so we got out and found shelter, and we hid in there, and we were safe. The next day... They were gone, so we went back to the house. That is one imaginative classroom, I've got to say. Now, on to the rest of the submissions I got in. This next story is by Noelani Music, age 8. You would think that nothing remotely scary could happen on a bright and partly cloudy day, but that thought is wrong. Once on a bright and partly cloudy day, there were some scientists testing ants in their lab. The scientist in the blue coat said, go get the growing slime quick before the ants wake up. So the scientist in the pink coat went to get the growing slime while the scientist in the blue coat moved the box of ants. The two scientists didn't know it, but the scientist in the green swapped the growing slime with radioactive waste. He thought the slime wasn't important. They put the radioactive waste on the ants before the scientists in pink said, we should put more slime on the ants. So she went to the fridge to get more growing slime. When they were done, they had to move the ants, but they dropped them. The ants were everywhere, including in snacks. Snacks were coming to life all over town. One bag of trail mix was caught on camera. First, the Cheez-Its jumped out, then the raisins, then the pretzels. With every minute, they got bigger and bigger. They were in a haunted house too, so they had friends to help them. The house's caretaker came in and they bit his fingers off. Okay, maybe just the tips. They even put on clothes and pretended they were kids so they could knock people over in town. They even let the ghosts out of the house. There was mayhem everywhere. Fingertipless people, too. The only thing to stop them was science. Someone needed to catch the ants. Otherwise, no one would have fingertips. All of a sudden, a wave of bugs attacked the trail mix. But they were everywhere in sinks, pantries, even toilets. When all of a sudden, a little girl came up and spoke gibberish to the snacks. In the middle of the conversation, they all laughed. Two minutes later, she told everyone, 
We made a peace treaty. It'll hold up as long as this town never tests on animals ever again. But they also want to be fed. So ever since Glainsville, Missipan, mix of Mississippi and Japan, has always been friends with ghost-possessed food. The end. This one is from the star of the very first kids episode, Logan, age six and a half, and this is Werewolves in the Woods. Once upon a time, there was a werewolf hiding in the woods. Over near that woods, there lived a little boy named Logan, and Logan decided to go around and get a look at the woods. When Logan reached the werewolf in the woods, he was so scared that he ran all the way to his grandma's house. And then he noticed that his grandma wasn't there. Then he decided to hide in a cave near grandma's house. He decided to go deeper and deeper down into the cave. But then, the werewolf spotted him. The werewolf ran into the cave, but luckily, as always, the other side of the cave was open. That's where Logan's friend Kevin lived. Logan told Kevin about the werewolf. Then they ran and ran. By the time they stopped, they had reached the high point of the mountain, but there was no other way to get away from the werewolf except falling into the water. So they had to do a little bit of cool things. Luckily, Logan had brought his flying suits. There were two of them, so they took off and went to the nearest island. They weren't exactly two suits. He brought three. The werewolf snatched one when he got really close, so the werewolf took off and followed the boys. They landed on the island, and then they went down, but right after they turned, they took back off to the next island over. The werewolf got confused and landed on the island that went past, and then the werewolf flew over to the right island because he spotted them from the long distance. So Logan ran down the island, but the island was just a loop, and then the boys brought pickaxes and sank a piece of the island. Then the werewolf, he fell into the water. He climbed out of the water, and then they tied him up with a rope. And then the werewolf became their friend and pet. The End The Scared Little Boy by Evan, age nine and three quarters. Once upon a time, there was a little boy. His name was Evan. He was reading a scary book about werewolves in his bed. Evan thought the book was cursed because he heard a sound in the bushes. Evan decided to go outside to see what made the sound. It's very dark out here he said, frightened. He thought the sound might be coming from a werewolf. Evan went back inside to get a flashlight. Then he went outside again. Evan didn't know which bush it was coming from. Then he saw one bush move. That's the one, he told himself. He got closer and closer to the bush. Then he pushed the bush. And he saw a bunny. And then he just laughed He thought a bunny was a werewolf. How silly of him. The Spider is Awoken by Dylan Mims, age 11. Okay, it all started when I was reading a book our school librarian, Ms. Danvers, gave to me when I asked for something spooky and adventurous. It was a very interesting book, and I was enjoying the horror and fright, but I noticed something odd. After reading the line, So the mage crept through the night, for when my eyes shot down to read the next line, my mind captured and entranced by the story, but the next line wasn't there. 
Instead, there was a jagged tear that ripped off the whole bottom half of page 213. I didn't understand. Why would Miss Danvers give me a torn book? Eva! My mom called me from downstairs. It's time for dinner! I'll be there in a second, I replied. I put my book down thinking, I'll deal with you later. I went downstairs for dinner, only to find carrots and chicken fingers on my plate for the third time this week. Dinner was dull, but I was used to that. Ever since Dad went off to fight in World War II, as they had started to call it, the entire household just wasn't as fun anymore. I went back to my room and picked up my book, but as I did, something descended down onto the carpet floor in my room. I picked up what seemed to be a folded piece of paper about the size of my thumbnail. I did what any normal person would do. I unfolded it. It was the bottom of page 213. I quickly grabbed the book, eager to read this. When I flipped to page 213, I put the piece in its spot. It fit. I started reading again, aloud this time. So the mage crept through the night, for when the spider was to wake, death would be upon him. Aranius Encanti, Aranius Encanti, he shouted, though he knew it was too late. Fate would never let him slide for what he did. When I went to sleep, all I could think of was the mage's raspy voice saying, The spider is awoken. The spider is awoken. I went to see Miss Danvers the next morning. Miss Danvers, why did you give me a ripped book? Well, Eva, I didn't want you to know everything about your ancestry. What do you mean, my ancestry? Well... The mage in the story is your grandfather. I thought you knew that. I shook my head, deeply confused. Parents these days, everything is a secret with them. Well, your grandfather hid the spider until his passing, and the curse of the spider still looks for his blood. Any of it. Like, my blood? Indeed, I waited until you were ready to give you that book. Knowledge is dangerous. Use it wisely. When I got home that day, I started my homework. All of a sudden, I felt a tickling feeling on my back. It raced up my back and down my arm. I dared myself to look. A spider. Probably the biggest spider. I've ever seen was right there on my arm. As it bit me, everything went slow. I heard for the last time, the spider is awoken. Then everything went dark. Our last story of tonight is by December J.C. Shine, and it's called The Weeping Willow. Once upon a time, in the thick fog, there was a creepy tree named the Weeping Willow. In the tree, there was a haunted ghost called Willow. There were ten kids hunting the ghost. They saw it, floating toward them, glowing white with black eyes and a gaping mouth. The children were so frightened, they froze in terror. 
The ghosts chased them, and the kids ran as fast as they could. But they came to a dead end. There was nowhere else to go. One by one, the ghost strangled the children right against the wall, and then they all died. Willow carried the children back to the tree and lit them all on fire. Their faces turned to stone, frozen for all time in the bark of the weeping willow tree. The End Thanks for listening. Another huge thank you to all my very talented contributors. Keep up the writing. You're all doing great. If you want your child or student to be featured on the next kids episode, just email their story to me at scareyoutosleep at gmail.com. All right, everybody. Sweet dreams.